Heather, have you ever gone camping? Yes, when I was a kid. Like tent camping? Yes. Yeah. I was, I don't know, you don't really strike me as the camping type. What about you, Bill? Oh, I used to go all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, like, when I was young, young, like, setting up a canvas tent. Those things are, like, <laughs> weigh about 1,600 pounds, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, uh, I remember, um, I got a lot of camping stories. I'm sure you do, too. Yeah. But I remember one time when uh, I had just started dating Stephanie. Um, so, I was probably, I don't know, I was young. And we went camping with her family, and her cousin was there. His name was Dennis. And he did this thing one night. We're all sitting around the fire, and he had, like, some little cousins that were, like, six and seven. And one night, he just, like, just to mess with them, just sits there and kind of, like, stares directly at them and starts acting like he's going crazy or being possessed. And the kids start screaming and crying, and the aunt's mad, and she's yelling at him. And he kind of acts it out the whole way through. And, um, you know, finally he stops doing it when he's, like, really in trouble. And then I start laughing, and then I'm in trouble. <laughs> and uh, the kids are crying, and they're not going to sleep. And, I mean, it seems kind of stupid, but there's so many different, like, you know, horror stories camping about, um, you know, Bigfoot or monsters or ghosts or people getting kidnapped. I remember one time me and a buddy were camping, and we was getting ready to go into the woods and at night, and we heard a Bigfoot, so we didn't go in the woods. <laughs> Snipe hunting. You know, yeah. All sorts of stuff. So um, what does that have to do with tie-dyed iguana? Not a damn thing. But later on in the episode, when we talk about our conspiracies, mysteries, and theories, we will talk about that. So, um, <laughs> those oh, of you that just delivery. heard, those of you that just heard that, that was my radio. I forgot to turn off. Sometimes we forget to turn off our radios and phones. Sorry about that. So, you are listening to episode 19 of TDI Live. I'm Matt. And I'm Bill. And I'm Heather. And it is December 11th, and we are here to entertain you yet again. So what's going on in the world of tie-dyed iguana? Hmm. I don't even know anymore. We go to Springfield on Friday. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be just Stephanie and I. Uh, normally it's myself, Stephanie, and Eric, so we're down a person, which, you know, isn't really a big deal. I think the last Springfield show was just Eric and I, so we were down a person. But the Springfield venue is really cool because we can uh, I can pull the truck and the trailer into the venue and literally unload right there at my spot. So I don't have to, like, push crap across the parking lot or anything. That's cool. And, and the floor is real smooth like this, so it's really easy to roll it and all that good stuff. It's um, like a big convention center? No, it's uh, the fairgrounds oh, out there. So, okay. yeah, it's a big, like, fairground okay. center. That's kind of the way it is. <laughs> the bell like the, the bells, yeah, the bell. Yeah, but it's inside. You know, it's like a big, yeah. like, hangar. Yeah, they are, too. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I go to the gun shows at the Belclair Fairgrounds. and that's I Where's mean, the gun show? It's in Belleville. Over at there. the Forget it, you guys. Yeah, for the I'm sorry. Belleville Fairgrounds. Belleville. I was flexing. I know. I, I noticed. <laughs> I, I was like, I know what that was. Yeah. I just realized that this is a podcast and nobody can see what I just did. <laughs> yep. So <laughs> they're probably like, "What's going on?" Um, so going to Springfield, uh, we have damn near all of the new product finally in. We set up the last of the decor last week, um, so the decor's in, the backgrounds are in. We have one or two last things coming in this week. We've got a new line of LEDs. Um, we're replacing our Fluval LEDs with the Aquion LEDs. Um, Fluval LEDs are good. They're good quality. Uh, the Aquion LEDs are just as good. 
Uh, price point is the same, uh, but the big thing is that Fluval is really screwing around with their warranties right now. They're not letting us warrant certain items anymore, and then they're only like doing partial warranties. So honestly, guys, Fluval is a brand we've always stood behind. It's actually Hagen, so Fluval yeah. Exoterra. But um, yeah, if they're not going to stand behind their product, why should we? That's kind of the way I see it. So we are transitioning away from a lot of Hagen product right now. Um, if they ever get their head out of their butt and decide to start warranting product fully, then... Yeah, and I like Fluval, and I like Exoterra. Oh, I've cut really over 200 Hagen SKUs, yeah. you know, these last few months. And uh, I've told them that, and they don't they don't care. They're like, whatever. I mean, and it's unfortunate because, uh, yeah. you know, eventually a company gets so big that they just don't care. So, yeah, so, yeah that's what's going on in the world of TDI. Um, we do have a, a new part-timer starting in January. She's going to actually start doing some training hopefully next weekend. Her name is Madison. She uh, showed up the other day in a Grinch onesie and asked if she could wear that to work, and I said yes, and I think she was pretty happy. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, you can wear a Grinch onesie here. It's whatever. Um, yeah, do you guys have anything going on in TDI that I might have missed? No? no Bill's no, being pissed me. at me. <laughs> Bill, you should tell him what happened at your house this morning. Yeah, that's kind of what's new oh, in TDI. Yeah, I didn't yeah. hear this whole story. About 2 o'clock this morning, I get this. The room that I stay in my house, there's a fireplace and i don't even know if it was used at one time i've never used it there's no flu in it or anything so i've never used it but about two o'clock this morning i heard these raccoons you know they're making all this chatter and i was like oh crap they're coming down in my house again (laughs) again down my chimney so i got a i got this big wooden dowel and i was like Making all kinds of noise We're in, the, in the chimney, and I guess... Were you in your slippers and your swim trunks? No, I had my uh, I had my pajama bottoms on and a t-shirt and my slippers. I could picture them <laughs> and all, a, and a, and about all hunched a, over. In a, <laughs> but uh, I went in the kitchen, and I could see out the window the you know the chimney, and there's this big-ass raccoon, and I'm like, crap, and I'm banging on everything, and it's just sitting there looking at me, and uh, finally it it went down and I guess was eating some of the bird seed that I throw out for the for the birds. It's and, raccoon uh, seed now. Yeah. And Did so I just them... kind of blocked it off just in case, and it's like, crap, I guess I'll have to put something up there just in case so they don't come down. Did any of them get in the house? No. Not... What would you have done? Would it have been another standoff? Oh, yeah. 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 With a broomstick or with yeah, a Yeah, because I do not want to get bit by a raccoon, because if well, I do... Who wants to get bit by a raccoon? Nobody well, does. Like, Man, I, mean, I really want to get bit. I would I don't have to catch anything. it to find out if it had rabies or not. More than likely, if I got bit, I go have to go through a set of rabies shots. He's just to catch it. Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds like a much more eventful evening than I had. Um, I watched uh, the Sword and the Stone, passed out on the couch, watching the Sword of the Stone, and went to bed. That's what I did last night. No raccoons trying to get in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, Heather, tell us uh, about a a unique piece of reptile industry news that you found. Okay. So. In Canada, they have Canada. Yeah, in Canada, uh, they have an outbreak of salmonella going on right now, and they're blaming uh, re- uh, reptiles, snakes, and rats, like feeder rats, for yeah. it. Yeah, they they said they have 92 confirmed cases of salmonella, and they said that they they said many of the individuals who became sick reported having. Direct or indirect contact with snakes, pet rats, and feeder rodents before their illnesses occurred. So, huh. so I have a thought on this. I know. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Oh, I know." Yeah. 
So I remember years ago, uh, both of you, I'm pretty sure, worked here at the time. Um, there was something in the news about how there was, um, there was a salmonella outbreak, and it was tied to some type of food. I don't remember what it was. It was either... It was lettuce. something. You no, it wasn't it was lettuce. It was like a Mexican bean or um, something it beef. Bean. It had something that had to do with like Mexican food, and it was tied to that. And they narrowed it down where it originated in uh, Nevada, somewhere in Nevada. So the strain originated in Nevada, came out in all this food, and it was infecting people all over the country. Well, we had a customer come in, a very longtime regular customer, uh, with her two corn snakes that she had had for years, and she's all upset because she needs to get rid of them and give them to us. I'm like, well, why do you need to get rid of them? And she said, uh, I was hospitalized with salmonella. And, uh, you know, my doctor traced it back, and it goes all the way back to Nevada. So he said it had to come from these reptiles, which you guys must have gotten from Nevada. <laughs> and I was like, first huh. of all, these at the time we were breeding in-house. I was like, these corn snakes were captive bred here in our store. They 110% with certainty did not come from Nevada. Second of all, um, I am but a lowly bachelor's degree holder, but let me show you why your doctor... <laughs> doesn't deserve his degree and yeah. i literally googled it it's headline news you know there's this outbreak from nevada she even confirmed to me that she ate the food that was tied up into it but you know her doctor obviously yep. is a smarter man than me and she gave up her corn snakes and it was like super heartbreaking and i'm like look it tells you right here if you ate this food during this time frame it had salmonella originated in nevada yep. your doctor is afraid of snakes so instead of doing his job and his research, he decided that he would instill his fear in her exactly. and say, oh, no, it must be your reptiles. Get rid of them. They're yeah. bad. And that's like, you fucking dick. Yeah. You know? That's just, I, I, I <laughs> totally get, I've, I've seen people me off. do that. Yeah. They, they, like you said, they instill a, their fear on somebody else or their children or whatever. And it's like. Well, Are we used to have that problem me? when I did uh, reptile parties back in the day. I remember, like, there would be a parent that was afraid of a snake, yeah. and so they wouldn't let their child hold it. And I would always try to kind of say in, like, a joking, light manner, I'm like, hey, you know, don't instill your fears on your child. Just because yeah. you're afraid of it doesn't Irrational mean Irrational fears. Yeah. Right. And, and now, like, this kid will take that for the rest of their life, that yep. snakes are scary because you're afraid of it. Like, what the hell kind of parent are you? Your job as yeah. a parent is supposed to be able to grow your child and teach your child and make them stronger and better than you. Right. So you're afraid of something, that's fine, but now you're going to instill that in your child because i got to watch my mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, dude. I'm right yeah. on board with you i got to stop. One. Okay. But uh, I'll just say it because you're a fucking pussy. Like, now you got to put that on your kids. Yeah. That's kind of where I am with it. So, yep. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. It gives me a soapbox, but it's like let your children evolve and learn and grow and you know, I'm not going to lie. I mean, there's stuff I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of heights, but I'm not going to tell my kid he can't get on a Ferris wheel because yeah. I'm afraid of heights. Yeah. I'm afraid of Heather, but I still let people in Yeah, I'm, I'm super scary. You are scary. Anyway, I'm sorry. Soapbox rant ended. I have something <laughs> that has to do with the salmonella. Yeah, let's hear it. It's probably less aggressive than so, what I So, yeah, I, for, I, I think this is when I first started working here or something. Uh, I went to the urgy care or whatever with really horrible, you know, intestinal pain and everything and they oh, died they diagnosed me with as soon as they heard that i worked at a reptile store they said oh you've got salmonella and i was like okay so i go home you know and the next day i am like 10 times worse horrible you know and then i eventually have to go to the emergency room and it actually turns out that i ha was diagnosed with diverticulitis which is a whole different disease so yeah it was something yeah much worse than yeah they just automatically went to Salmonella because I work at a reptile store. Because you so. work for the animals. Well, and I yes. think it's because yeah. it's an easy out for a lot of doctors. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, like, don't oh, have to, they don't have to do no work. Oh, no. I had, to, I had to get a CAT scan, yeah. yeah. You had to get a CAT scan? Yeah. For diverticulitis? 
Yeah. Well, it, to, yeah, to diagnose it, Yeah, it was like a... Uh, oh, is CAT scan your whole body? I thought that was just your head. No, they... No, CAT scan, they can do different... Yeah, MRIs, I think. Yeah. So they CAT scanned your ass? No, oh. my belly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Her digestive tract. My digestive tract, you idiot. And it's something, I guess, that's something that you'll have to live with the rest of your life, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah I'll See, always have... Seeing you can get over, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Dude, could you imagine if they didn't finally figure out diverticulitis? You'd probably be dead right now. Yes, I would, because yeah. you can actually die. You can, like, your your intestine can burst, and then you get sepsis, and then you die. I didn't yeah. realize you were only diagnosed with that back then. I thought you were diagnosed, like, your whole life. No. So. No. Because I remember that. You were effed up, man. Oh, well, yeah, I was, mom, in the, I was in the I hospital for I remember her mom saying... I, I came in the bathroom and she's laying on no, the that floor. Was something, I that was, no, that was something different. That was oh, something okay. different. That was okay. me just accidentally not like getting dehydrated. And it's oh. like, yeah. Because yeah, your mom said, I came in the bathroom. Okay, oh, she was let's laying not on talk about right, that. Yeah, that's, that's I thought morbid. she passed. He's going to do it anyway. Well, yeah, let's not talk about bill. this. Okay. Her mom listens to these. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fine. Actually, I, was, I don't know. She might. She was watching just a little bit ago. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, those of you that are uh, listening to this uh, now pre-recorded, we're actually streaming this live on Facebook right now. So um, if you're on Facebook, you get to see the episode a uh, day early and then see the the interruptions. Um, so yeah, salmonella in Canada, naturally our industry gets the blame. Are we to blame? Who knows? Probably not, honestly. It's probably freaking lettuce or chicken or... Yeah, those are the biggest culprits. Yeah. And, that, and another is Well, because think about it. Too. What are the chances? Okay, you said 92 cases. Yeah. So salmonella has to be ingested. So you basically have to, like, it's passed on the reptile's feces. So they poop, they slither through the poop or crawl through the poop. You touch their body, get the poop particulate on you, put your yeah. hands in your mouth, you catch salmonella. Because you don't wash your hands after. Yeah. You, you what are the chances of that hands? happening 92 times in, an, in a region? Yeah. Like, seriously. It's... 92 times? Our industry is huge down here, and you don't hear that happening no. 92 times at once. That sounds to me like it's food-related, but somebody somewhere is being an idiot. I they said most, said of that. Them, most of them were in, like, Quebec, which is one problem. So it's even more isolated. Right. Yeah, it's not right. like it's all of Canada. Yeah, it's yeah, this well, I don't, isolated. I can't ever remember hearing a news story with that kind of outbreak. You, you know, don't get it from touching a that reptile. It was, that it was reptile-related. It's always food-related. You literally have to eat. You have to ingest it. You have to eat poop. Pretty much. I mean... It's 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 harder to catch salmonella from animals like than kissing a lot of people... Yeah, than a lot of people think it is. Was there like a kiss the snake contest on the yeah, local li- radio let's, show? Let's, lick the, let's uh. lick the lizard, you know. Give it a bath. Lizard licking. You know? <laughs> let's let's give the lizard a bath and lick it. Lick the hair off its back. Yeah, yeah. like you know, <laughs> like giving a cat a, a bath. You know, the hair sticks to your tongue and stuff. But... So the lizards, the shed skin sticks to your tongue. Yeah, or the hair. Yeah. You know how dusty our bearded dragons get? Could you imagine licking that off their back? Oh. <laughs> I wonder what it tastes like. Like chalk. Yeah, it probably would taste like nastiness, and you probably like lizard back. And then it, it would have that back. undertone of bearded chalk. dragon. Dung. Dung, yeah. And there's the salmonella. So if yep. 92 people... But see, even if all 92 people ate lizard crap or snake crap... Not everyone's going to catch it. Yeah, not everyone's going to catch right. it. It's definitely me. Right. Yeah, some people's... This sounds uh, like a damn conspiracy to me. Yeah, it, some people are It's a conspiracy against our industry. To, to different things than other people are. All right. Well, don't be so quick to blame reptiles for salmonella, damn it. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, uh... That led us to an interesting reptile myth. Um, and this was, Well, this isn't necessarily a myth, but this is a hot debate. Um, if two different species come from the same environment, they can be housed together or cohabitate. So this is um, 
Man, we're probably going to piss some people off with this one, actually. Oh, yeah. Because this is definitely a hot debate. Well, that's what we do. So, I guess there's... So we're, we're saying two different species from the same environment. So, like a like green anole and a green tree frog. Yeah, like two okay. tropical species or yeah. two desert species. So, in the wild, yeah. they obviously cohabitate, but they're also in the great big wide open. Right. In captivity, you run into some other potential issues. Now, can it be done? Absolutely. Yeah. Should it be done? That's the area of hot debate. Uh, we generally don't, um, especially if you're mixing like an amphibian with a lizard, because amphibians, um, A, excrete toxins. And yep. so, if they soak in the water bowl, they've now just poisoned the water yeah and then the yes. lizard goes and gets a drink and it's like but then um you know amphibians absorb through their skin so yeah. i mean you could run into problems there where i can't really think of something you would do in a lizard tank that would be necessarily toxic through absorption to an amphibian but yeah. it's generally not a wise idea like i see a lot of people want to do it with like fire belly toads and lizards and yeah. whatnot uh-huh. those are specifically more toxic but then you see people do it with the animals that aren't even from the same environment like a leopard gecko and a green anole. Yeah. Yeah. A, a Euromastix and a green iguana. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I've seen some crap, man. Oh, my God. It's What's like, the dumbest one you guys have ever seen? Can you think of one? Oh, God. Man, think. I've seen a, a bunch. I can't think of one. I don't know. Debbie showed that picture of that leopard gecko with a green tree frog. There you go. That was pretty yeah. stupid. Sounds pretty stupid to me. Leopard geckos come from uh, the Middle East, Pakistan. Pakistan, yeah. yep. And then your green tree frogs are generally going to be a more southern, tropical environment. Southern, southern uh, United Pensacola. States. Pensacola. <laughs> yep. They go into southern, a little bit into southern Illinois, a little bit. Because I have seen you them down in southern, wrong. southern. It's Illinois. It's French. But, um, <laughs> but I used heard to see them in Florida all the time when I went to Florida. Uh-huh. Yeah. So um, our personal recommendation at tie-dye is don't cohabitate. Um, yeah. It's best just to not do it. Like I said, there are instances where it definitely can be done, and it can well, be done successfully. Well, I have seen it done at, like, some zoos, but the, the enclosures are much, huge. huge. Yeah. They, they each have their own little territory. Yeah. Like well, there's no s- question about it being done. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying in a smaller tank, they can't really establish their own territories. Yeah. you got temperature differences, and then you got a competition for food, and, yeah. I mean, you even see it co-having the same species. I mean, you'll but see it with two bearded dragons. Right. But what I see is, like, the two, like, say the two animals are housed together. They come from the exact same place. Like, they come from the same region in South Africa, you know. Um, but, you know, not just, like, just pick a desert species, you know, like bearded dragon from Australia and collared lizard from, you know, out west. Yeah. Yeah, I've never really cohabbed anything that I can think of. Have we ever cohabbed up here? Didn't we do firebelly toads and newts way back in the day? I mm, I don't think we even I don't did think that. we even did I think that. we had the firebellies by themselves. We cohab yeah. our the fish. Toads. Yeah. And actually that pisses some people off too. Some people don't like mixing fish species and oh, wow. yeah. that's a whole different well, thing. Well yeah. I mean I like to keep species that are from like the same area, like yeah. South America or whatever. But um but I mean, honestly, I don't really care if the same water quality, like South America, has a lot of the same water quality as like some of the Asian. Could you cohab a starfish with a cichlid? No, <laughs> one's saltwater. Yeah, <laughs> no, one's messing. fresh. All right, so uh, that was our reptile. I don't know if we should call it a reptile myth. That was our reptile disagreement. Yeah. Of the day. Yeah, those are good too. And yeah. people are still gonna do it because people are just like stubborn or say, I don't care. You know, just your average end user does not have a large enough enclosure to make it happen properly. I mean, your average, your average big tank is like a 40 breeder. Yeah. Right. That's average. Some people go 75, but I'd say the most common quote unquote big tank is a 40 breeder. Yeah. So. So many people say 
I got a big, this big giant tank, and it's like they say, oh, it's a 40 barrels. It's like a 29. A, that's not a big giant tank. <laughs> I I'm see sorry. that all the time. People are like, I got a 100-gallon tank. And I'm like, oh, cool. What are the dimensions? <laughs> and they're like, oh, you know, 30 by 12 by 16. And I'm like, oh, so a 29-gallon. <laughs> no, man, it's a 100-gallon. I'm like, well, it's this one right here. And they're like, no. And I measure it. And they're like, oh, well, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like, yeah, 20. Okay. So now that we've established that you are short 80 gallons. All right. Anyway, brings us to... Uh, my favorite segment, um, was formerly known as Bill's Conspiracy Corner, is now, what the hell is it? Mr. <laughs> I forgot. Mis- Welcome to Conspiracies, Theories, and Mysteries. Yes. Doesn't have the same ring. But God damn it, Bill, you didn't come up with conspiracies for like three I know, months. I was like, I, well, I didn't have internet for two weeks. Yeah. And- all right, so what do you got, Bill? This one's on you. Okay, this one is National Park Missing Persons, about the huge amount of people that go missing in national parks. I don't really have an exact number, but... But you sure um, have a page of notes. I have a page, hold that, yes. hold that up for our viewers to see on Facebook. So look at this. <laughs> and then two words on that, light, on that side. <laughs> you couldn't fit that on the first page? Dude, oh you have a whole page on the bottom. Could. He yeah, wrote I had a whole a, page. Now, that pisses off my OCD. I can't yeah. believe you did that. I didn't. I don't know. In I fact, just, this segment I thought is I was going to Actually, I thought I was going to write more down. <laughs> yeah. And it just... But anyway, I'm just oh, going to well, kind of read this real quick. You're going to um, read the whole page? Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's sit <laughs> Go back. For it. Okay. You, can get you ready? It. I'm ready, man. I'm just going to take a nap. People have been disappearing in national parks for decades and decades, mostly under very strange situations. All the people that disappear are very similar in how they disappear. Very few are found alive, and those that are cannot explain what happened to them while they were gone. Government agencies that you would think would want to investigate this don't want anything to do with it, and do everything to prevent, uh, or do everything to pretend it's not even happening. A law enforcement professional named David Polites have was he polite? Yeah, have been <laughs> researching this and going down some deep rabbit holes. There's the rabbit hole again. He it's has deep. documented hundreds of cases from the little info he can find. He has books and movies on this. On this, Missing 411 is the name of those. Uh, Yosemite Park has the most missing persons reported in the world. Some of the profiles are search and rescue dogs are brought in and can't they can't find a scent. And then the dogs will walk in circles and then they, they'll lay down like they're not interested in searching. Like there's this some kind of energy or something that just is kick, kicking these dogs like scent off or whatever. So the dogs will just lay down? Yeah, they'll just lay down. Um, hmm. People usually have missing clothes and or shoes. Most of the time, the person is found in an area already searched several times. So the first question I have for you is, do you own a printer? No. Which is why you Oh, yeah, no, that. yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> why didn't you print that out? Because I, I watched a video and I just wrote oh, it down. Oh, this is an essay. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. is. Didn't you? Didn't you realize? I that? I now realize Bill wrote an essay. He wrote yeah. an essay for the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I, so I don't know what funny. that was. I don't know. But no, there was, <laughs> so there, was one case, on, there was one case that he had mentioned. Uh, this was from like 1940, but this family was at some national park. They didn't really say which one, but they their two year old kid went missing, and 
he was there, and it's like they looked away and they looked back, and he was gone. It was almost like something just sucked him up. In the, like some Las Vegas like, like an al- the aliens you don't believe in. Yeah, and okay. and then they said that there were some hikers, you know, that they met on the trail, and they said they saw a two year old boy on this mountainside, and there's no way that he could have walked and got there. And they said that he would have had to, um, there's no way a two-year-old kid could have climbed mountains and gone across rivers and creeks and stuff. And it's just like he got deposited and, uh, deposit. They, you know, and then like these people will turn up after areas have been, you know, just searched over, over several times. And all of a sudden, you know, Hey, there's this body here. Well, maybe that's because they kept walking. They say you should sit still, sit and wait if you get lost. Right. Yeah. Well, well, so what do you they, think's happening to them? I there's there's something weird going on. I mean, they don't even know. I mean, they're just. They. But uh, he said even people that think? have firearms have gone missing, and they, you know, their bodies are found and their weapons are like broke or busted or whatever. Um, well, so if it can't be aliens doing this, what could it be? Right. Well, and another thing is they said that a, <laughs> most, of happen, the most of them happen. Most of them happen in heavily rock. You know, like. Areas where there's lots of rocks um, and gone. water, and when you <laughs> take a map of the the missing people in these national parks and put over the map of the cave systems in the United States, it's almost a dead dead match. Moon letters, yeah, <laughs> could be like mole men. Sorry, it's my Lord mole. of the Rings references. Mole men. Could be mole, mole men. men. We have a mole men here. And uh, Jennifer Moleman. But uh, they don't really know. It's Jenny. She's the one doing I mean, it. She's it's, the moment. It's uh, and then some of them are like the this one guy was found uh, like I can't remember like twenty or thirty miles from where he supposedly went missing, and they said the bottom of his feet was just shredded, and they his said there's no way shredded. that there's no way that you could walk on your feet with them just being basically. They said the bottom that he had no bottoms of his feet. So it was basically, was there the skin no the skin was worn off and down to the bone. Ew. Yeah, but so, I don't know. They say you know there's that you know there's that uh, another conspiracy thing about you know the reptilians that have the underground cave systems in the United States and other parts of well, the world. that would be impossible because these people would definitely have salmonella. Yeah, if it was the reptilian <laughs> race, yeah. there'd be like ninety three cases. Or oh, something. But the the guy that he was talking, he said. People so, that had personal transponders on uh, never get taken. They said, and he was given like things to do. Like if you go out in these public or like these national forests, he says, carry a firearm and wear a personal transponder, which is like a personal GPS tracking right. device. Okay. But um, can you wear a firearm in a national park? See, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't got a think feeling. so. Yeah, I've got a feeling nowadays. Yeah, I think that maybe certain hunting seasons you might be able to, but I, from what I've... I don't what think they I've, allow hunting, hunting on national, national parks. parks. They <laughs> well, don't allow hunting They might not allow it. Parks. Well, yeah, they got some, like, That's where you Yosemite get, like, white does, because they have bison. They, they hunting have for ivory uh, at a United States national park. They do Good bison to get ivory and stuff. And yeah. Bison yeah. ivory. Bison yeah. ivory. <laughs> But I don't know. It's it's something that's really weird and uh, cow ivory. But it's weird because they said that a, in a group of people, the first person or the last person is the ones that usually go missing. Of like a group, the first of a group, yeah. So like if they're walking in a line, yeah. And like How they many said, like that? one guy will say, "Okay, well I'm going to go ahead 
up the trail a little bit and see what's up there, and then he never comes back. Or they look back and say, hey, where's Bob? Hey, Bob was just back there. He was the last one. Bob. Bob. It's the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. But it's like the Yosemite trapezoid. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then another one is this. There's like different electronic anomalies around the world that they think that it could be like doorways to different dimensions and stuff like that. But no way it could be an alien, right? I don't know. I thought you didn't believe I mean, in I don't believe in aliens, but he doesn't you believe never in know. Aliens. Maybe they're not aliens. Maybe they're like these demonic entities that, you know, Maybe it's the here. devil. It's the devil. The devil on earth. Well, he has people that, oh, he has go. those that do stuff for him. Yeah. But. Have you ever seen uh, the movie Frailty? No. No. Dude. Okay. Never heard tell of you about it. I haven't even heard of it. Uh, yeah, Bill Paxton's either. in it. And uh, Matthew McConaughey. And, uh, God, I don't remember who else. But um, it takes place when Matthew McConaughey is a child, and it's him and his brother, and their father, who's Bill Paxton, um, is visited by an angel one night in his dream. And uh, the angel says that basically um, he is the hand of God, and he will receive like these weapons, and he'll receive a list of names of people that he has to kill. And, uh, God, what was the weapon? It was an axe. And he did. He got this list of names, and he would go out, and he would like murder these people with an axe. Let me guess the twist. Oh, there's a fucking twist, all right. Jesus Christ. There's it's not an angel, it's the devil, probably. Well, no, it's... Uh, well, there's good angels and bad angels. <laughs> spoiler alert, if anyone's listening to this. If you haven't seen Frailty and you want to see it, stop listening to this. Put your fingers in your ears. So, um, no, he goes out, he kills them, he brings them um, home, and they bury him in this rose garden. And one of the kids um, is, like, super stressed out about it. And so, you know, the dad punishes the child to get him to see that they are the hand of God. And he makes them, like, dig, like, this huge basement by hand where they, like, kill the people at and stuff. And they put, like, a barn over it. And <laughs> they bring people down there, kill them. Well, as the kids get older, one of the brothers um, ends up taking over and being the hand of God and continuing to kill people while the other brother, you know, I guess doesn't do it. Or I don't remember if he didn't do it or if he did it falsely. Long story short, turns out they really were visited by an angel. And they really were killers at the hand of God. And uh, they were able to evade cameras and all this kind of stuff. And uh, Matthew McConaughey ended up being one of the brothers that was, like, carrying on the killing. And he's telling this whole story to a detective that's been on the case. And the detective ends up being a bad person, so he kills the detective. And, huh. and they go back and roll the camera footage, and nobody could see him come in. Like, the camera's blurred right when he walked in because huh. it's the hand of that God. Sounds like some, yeah, that sounds like Dude, a really interesting movie. I'd have to watch it. It is Bill, dark. Bill wants that. to see Dude, this it's now. dark. It's yeah, super dark. I want dark. to see that. Yeah. Um, but check it out. And uh, I don't even know where Frat- the Frailty? Frailty. frailty. Yeah, like the, the word frail, itty. Yeah. Itty bitty frailty. Yeah. Okay. So, at least we solved where these people are disappearing to. All right, Heather, what do you got for us today? All right, so now we've got the uh, hypothetical question game. The TDI Live game. Hypothetical yeah. question. Oh, man, I love hypothetical. Oh, my gosh. I, that's, this is going to be bad. All right. Oh, hypothetical it's not be all bad. the time. Okay. What would be the first few things you would try? If you found out you were completely impervious to physical pain. <laughs> I'd probably... J- I'm not going to answer that question, honestly. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, I don't know. I think I would maybe jump off of someplace high. See if oh, I, I got to hate heights. Um, that or... Wait, so you can't get hurt? Can you feel pain? I don't, th- I don't think so. Okay. I don't think you Well, if there's no pain? Right. Hmm. Walk in front of a car? Crash a helicopter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you didn't like heights. I don't. I'd crash a hell. I would crash in an airplane. That's kind of a fear of mine. I think about it every time I take off. Oh, I bet that the plane's gonna crash. I'm like, this might be it. Mm. But honestly, you, I mean, hmm. 
planes hmm. are safer than cars. There's more hmm. car wrecks than there's planes. I probably, I don't know. I don't think I'd do something that would necessarily kill me. Yeah, but it wouldn't. You'd be. I know invincible. that would. Uh, I am invincible, actually. I don't know. It'd be kind of hard. I was like, well, how do I know that I'm actually not gonna die? That's one way to find out. <laughs> I would go like, skydiving then. Yeah. I would probably do something like that, or without like a parachute, the, uh, sky jumping. I do with a parachute. Because do you heal? See, then there's that. So, say you jump out of the plane, you hit the ground, you don't like feel do pain, and you don't die. Thing. You are impervious to physical harm, so nothing oh. happens. So you just yeah. land. You're just like oof. Land, Dude, that's Mega Man. Tumble, you know, kind of like you know, like. Wiley Coyote or something. Or, <laughs> you know, he don't never get hurt. Hmm. All right. Catching the road. All right. Here. Next question. What futuristic thing from a sci-fi movie or book do you really wish existed right now? Hmm. I never watched a lot of sci-fi. Oh, I did. Um, the uh, time travel device from Contact would be cool. Mm-hmm. Or I guess that wasn't really time travel. I guess it kind of was, but uh, if you went through the wormholes, like some sort of interstellar transport, interstellar, sorry, interstellar transportation device. That would be neat. That'd be freaking yeah. cool. If it doesn't already exist, right, Bill? Yeah, could. Ooh. Well, you know, they, they have CERN and... Yeah, but they're just smashing particles. Well, they're they're trying to open doors that they shouldn't be opening. Like in national parks? Yeah. <laughs> like opening That's something that they don't, that they're not going to be able to shut. They're getting sucked into the particle smasher. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. A teleporter would be fun because then you could go anywhere Philadelphia instantly. experiment. Yeah, or maybe have like a, I don't know, like a, those things that they wrote in Star Wars, the on the Wookiee planet. <laughs> like oh, the, those little hovercraft Yeah, things. they're like a motorcycle, but. Yeah. I don't know what to... I'm not a Star Wars guy. Yeah. I'm not really either. I'm not interested. No interest. <laughs> but no, there's some neat stuff like that. Some of, maybe some of the uh, vehicles and... Vehicle. Some of the right. Transportation right. things. All right. Question number three. If you could know the truth behind any one secret or mystery, what would it be? Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> That's no good. hesitation. Aliens and UFOs. They would probably be... A good one. I'd probably pick I would, that one too. That's what you'd go with, really? Aliens yeah. out of all the crazy I'd stuff. I'd pick the afterlife. Ah, oh, that's a good one. For true. Yeah. Yep, I renege and go with afterlife as well. More like an explanation of the afterlife. I, I am. We'll have to talk about this one next week. I, I am convinced. Yeah. I know there's an afterlife, but I guarantee you that you and I differ heavily on that. Yeah. That'll be a fun one. Okay. So, all right. All right. I'll pick one more. If you could go back and uninvent something, what invention would you erase from history? Alcohol. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's right. I don't know. I I don't know. I just man. I've had bad. I'm just. I don't know. I don't know what I would uninvent. What would you uninvent? Cigarettes, probably. Yeah, alcohol, cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just annoying. Um. Like, ugh. <laughs> Well, man, I feel like I've got to follow, like, something no, morally no. responsible. Um, no. Um, homework? <laughs> yeah. That was a Brack episode. Do you guys ever watch the Brack show on mm-hmm. Adult Never Swim back in it. the day? What? Nope. Well, Brack was actually a villain of Space Ghosts on the original Space Ghosts. Was Ghost. that the Prang Manus? No. No, that was Zorak. Okay. Uh, Brack <laughs> was, like, the weird little, like, alien-looking dude, which you wouldn't believe in. Okay. So he was a villain in the original Space Ghost. Then on Space Ghost Coast to Coast, he was, like, um, he wasn't a co-host. Actually, he was a co-host on... It wasn't Space Ghost Coast to Coast. It was right before that. What was it? Cartoon Planet? Yeah. he was Cartoon uh, Network? No, it was called Cartoon oh. Planet on oh, the Cartoon okay. Network. It was the oh, early okay. Space Ghost Coast to Coast. 
and or it was when it was on Cartoon Planet. So he was a co-host there, and then on actual Space Ghost Coast to Coast later on, he was just kind of here and there. But then he got his own show, The Brack Show, and he and Zorak went back in time and uninvented homework. And then he comes back, and he's like in modern time, and he's talking to his dad, and he talks about homework, and his dad's like, what is this homework you speak of? <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Sorry, I digress. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure I can think of something a lot, you know. Yep, that would be it. So, any others, or are we going to wrap up episode 19? Yeah, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Cool. So, uh, 19 weeks of episodes. Can you guys believe that? We're a little over no. four months in. No, it's hard to wow. believe. Yeah. Time sure does fly. Yeah, it does. When you're on TV, I like Christmas is only two weeks away. <sighs> Isn't Christmas on a Wednesday? Yeah. Yep. You guys want to come in and record? <laughs> That was a joke. No. I was kidding. Um, we'll figure that one out. We may have to do it on Monday because Christmas Eve is going to be pandemonium around here. So yeah. we'll figure that out. All right, guys. Well, we are going to wrap up episode 19 of TDI Live. I thank you for listening. We record every Wednesday and release on every Thursday on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, Podbean, and iTunes. I think you got it. This I think week. I got it. And I heard we can get on Pandora, so I'm going to check that out. We may yep. start being on Pandora, too. So Google uh, TDI Live. There is a link on our website at thetdi.com. Um, as always, thank you for giving us a chance to entertain you for a moment of your day. So I'm Matt. And I'm Bill. And I'm Heather. And you just listened to Tide Out Iguana's podcast, TDI Live. Thank you for listening to Tie-Dyed Iguana's podcast, TDI Live. And don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thetdi.com.